is a nightmare. Hi, and welcome back to I'll Tell You What, a spoopy podcast. I'm Miranda. And I'm Ashlyn. And we're both dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, no, we just had a lot going on this week. Um, normally we record our episodes on the same night, but I was a lazy piece of garbage and didn't do that. And You're so now I'm garbage. regretting everything. Uh, a we lot has happened this week. Don't I, have headphones in right now. No, we don't. So we don't know what we sound like. Maybe we should get those. I don't know. That's a you thing. It's they're over there by my computer, behind oh, his that. monitor. You want to pause this? Is this is how you pause. Yeah. There we go. This will be quick. Anywho, <laughs> so so this has been a long week. Um, yeah. On Tuesday, uh, when I finally went back to work after <laughs> my break. Um, I fell on my tuchus, right on my tailbone. <laughs> Hello, Josh, who is creeping around the corner. <laughs> okay, so I scared the bejesus out of two guys who work in the same area mm-hmm. that I do um, because I yelled. And normally I don't yell if I just fall. I might go like, ah, you know, but it hurt. So I like rolled over in pain, like <laughs> I couldn't get up. And they thought I hit my head because they kind of saw me fall. Mm-hmm. However, I had a ponytail in and it saved my life, just saying. <laughs> but... Yeah, um, so my tushy still hurts, my tailbone still hurts, um, and I just uh, want to stop existing. I, I just forgot we were recording, and so I almost like crunched my snack right into the microphone. In fact, I think I might have done that a little bit. I'm sorry. Stop eating food on the podcast, I Ashlyn. I wasn't Why do you even to? bring it down here? Because you were watching Grey's Anatomy. I immediately turned it off. Thank you. I didn't know Anywho. you were going to do that. Anywho, yeah. Um, I've, so, I've I've been having fun at work. Yeah, but and mostly the fun comes from the drive home, where you know I'm just trying to stay alive, and everyone else is just trying mm-hmm. to you know figure out how fast they can go in their room room vehicle. So yes, that's Ashlyn. super duper fun. You've now learned the uh, thrills of I seventy. <laughs> Anywho, we told them like none of it, and we keep like referring to it. How's that job? She's a spy. Just say. Disguise. <laughs> what is? What? I Stop don't know. it. <laughs> okay. Um. So before <laughs> we get started, I really want to preface this with um. I'm so sorry for the hot mess that is this, this this whole thing. Um. I tried <laughs> so hard to make this a good episode, but nothing I researched was good enough. You so I combined your- three separate topics. You gotta work on your presentation, Miranda. I combined three separate topics because none of them had enough information or some of it had too much information and I got Mm -hmm. tired of researching that and it wasn't, (laughs) well, not tired of researching it, but it wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to and it was just a nightmare. We don't control the story, Miranda. So, and I feel really bad because I wanted this to be a good episode because this episode is dedicated to our... Um, our first like true fan email. So mm-hmm. not from another podcast, not from a personal friend. Like our first true fan. Although email. we do appreciate those, Thank we you do guys. appreciate our friends who who email us and our fellow podcasters. But this one was like a, a real fan. I was very excited. So this is dedicated to her, and um, so <laughs> so before I tell you what our topic is, mm-hmm. Ashlyn, um, I'll tell you what. What do you tell me? This email that we received, it is um, it is from DJ. She has permitted us to use her name, so I will do so. I'm going to read her email. It says, 
Hello, my name is DJ. I am a 13-year-old girl from Kansas City. So from where we live. Woo! Homegrown. I am a ballerina, contortionist, singer, and actress. See, that's impressive. I'm not famous, just to let you know. <laughs> humble, humble. I was like, contortionist? Jesus, okay. Well, I mean, I think you probably could have been a contortionist no. once upon a time. No, my back isn't flexible. I'm just bendy well, in the... Now. I can bend forward. I just can't bend backwards. <laughs> I, I was talking about like when you were a kid with the gymnastics. No, I, I, my, I was never able to do like scorpions or anything. Like really? That. No, I just, I think my back is too short um, that I can't bend like that. I'm using hand motions that are <laughs> useless See, on a podcast. I, but I've I never th- been flexible a day in my life. So <laughs> I need to finish this email. She goes on to say, I absolutely love, 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 love your show, which is so sweet. Yeah. Uh, if it's not too much to ask, could you try to find a haunting or something about a ballerina or a theater i uh i am sorry that i did not give you any information <laughs> i'm not good at these things like you guys please and thank you mm-hmm. if you can thank you dj very sweet um we are both very into um theater stuff and yeah. and, and even dance even though i'm really bad at it i did Ashland dance for, did a, dance long for time. a while particularly uh ballet until i was uh in high school yeah and so, yeah, we're we're very in the realm of those things, and we do love some, some spoopy theatrical stuff. So, yeah. thank you for your awesome suggestion and for the inspiration for this episode. Unfortunately, I am the worst person on the planet, and <laughs> this is an amalgamation of three different things. Oh, jeez, Miranda. So I tried to get a little bit of everything there. I really wanted to do it's a, a jam-packed well, no, adventure. I really wanted to find a ballet ghost. But I couldn't. Because all ballerinas are at peace. Apparently. They're very (laughs) peaceful people. There are no ballet ghosts. It's very strange. (laughs) So I tried very hard to find a ballet ghost, and I couldn't. But I did find a a Korean ghost story. Um, Ooh, fun. Yeah. So first, we're going to start with a a Korean ghost story about uh, (gasps) called Ballet Girl. Um, I found it on scaryforkids.com, and I embellished it on my own. so, So there's that. Oh, she's breaking out the creative writing skills here. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. So so here's the story. Ooh, okay. Get in the mood. <laughs> About 20 years ago, there was a young girl named Giselle who was a talented ballet dancer. Her mother was very proud of her daughter and believed she would become a very famous ballet, uh, ballerina someday. Aww. However, those dreams were soon dashed when Giselle <gasps> was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Ooh. So... Oh, sorry. So advanced, the doctor said she had less than a year to live. Oh. As the months dragged on, Giselle became weaker and sicker. Her mother tried her hardest to make sure her daughter was as comfortable as possible, and even so, her condition worsened, and she was soon unable to walk or even stand and spent most of her time condemned to her bed. So I thought that this was going to be a ghost story and not just a sad story. Thank you for that. This is depressing. It's a twist ending. <laughs> uh, what? One night, while her mother was elsewhere in their home watching television, television, she suddenly heard loud bumps and noises coming from her daughter's room. So she ran upstairs to check on Giselle. And to her surprise, she found Giselle looking healthier than ever dancing about the room. Giselle was <gasps> leaping about the room, performing effortless pirouettes and grand jetés. As her mother watched with happy tears in her eyes, delighted to see her daughter feeling so well. Aww. 
She quickly grabbed a disposable camera they had nearby and snapped picture after picture of Giselle dancing about the room until the camera ran out of film. It's going to make me sad. Giselle ended her elaborate ballet in a beautiful arabesque, and her mother burst into a round of applause. But as Giselle turned her head to meet her clapping mother, her mother's expression turned from glee to horror. As she gazed at Giselle, she saw that her eyes were rolled back in her head and her face was deathly pale. Suddenly, she collapsed into a heap on the floor. Her mother rushed her to the hospital, but Giselle was pronounced dead on arrival. The doctors explained that the dancing had been too much for her weakened body to handle, so she had literally mm. danced herself to death. Yeah. After the funeral, Giselle's mother took the camera to get the photos developed. When she got them back, she excitedly flipped through the photos, hoping to see her daughter happy in her final moments. But when she gazed down onto the pictures, she screamed in horror and threw down the photos. So what did she see that was so horrifying? Well... When she looked at the photos, instead of seeing her happy daughter dancing, she saw a ghostly green hand clutching Giselle by the head and forcing her to dance. Aww. The end. Okay, see, that that's my problem with some ghost stories and like some horror things, is that they make me more sad than anything. Well, I embellished. The other one had no name for the daughter. Nobody had a name. Yeah. It was very, much shorter. It's just so the name the name Giselle. I stole it from a French ballet called mm -hmm. Giselle. Yeah. Uh, in which it tells the tragic romantic story of a beautiful young peasant girl who falls for the flirtations of the of the deceitful and disguised nobleman um, Albrecht. When the ruse is revealed, the fragile mm -hmm. Giselle, Giselle dies of heartbreak and yeah. Albrecht must face the otherworldly consequences of his careless seduction. So it's a ballet about ghosts, apparently. And yeah. such, and apparently it's very like otherworldly to watch and stuff, and that's I've, I've that's heard the only it. thing that kept popping up when I googled yeah. ghost ballerina. <laughs> no, it just that just made me sad. Though. Well, this next topic might not <laughs> make like it better. It's like the mom wanted some nice pictures, and the ghost ruined it. This next topic isn't <laughs> much better. Let's just say uh, ballet is a hot topic. Wink. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So, I'm afraid. Back in the day, like in the 29th century, people were putting all 29th. I meant the 19th. <laughs> Here we are in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day, like in the 19th century, people were putting all kinds of not so great chemicals on the skirts of ballet dancers. Yeah. To starch them up and make them look floofy. They also used mercury. Uh, okay. Which uh, made them incredibly uh, flammable. Oh, sweet goodness. So I got this story from tidingsofyour.wordpress.com. So Ooh. this is just a quote for you. Uh -huh. Philadelphia's Continental Theater on Walnut Street was the site of a handful of deadly fires in the late 1800s. The, uh, the first of these tragedies being the subject of the century. At least eight, but possibly nine ballerinas perished in an inferno ignited after one of the dancer's gauzy green costumes came into contact with flames from a gas tube backstage. Oh, lovely. A crowd of 1,500 watched William Wheatley's production of the first act of The Tempest on the evening of September 14th, 1861. Yikes. 
The show was interrupted by strange lights from behind the scenery, followed shortly by screams, stage carpenters rushing onto the platform, and the appearance of a young dancer engulfed in flames. Don't like that. This dancer, uh, uh, Zelia Gale, uh, screamed and waved her arms frantically as her costume and skin melted away. Oh, thank you for that lovely visual. Yeah. <laughs> Family-friendly podcast. <laughs> she finally felt... This is horrible, but yeah. it's, it happened long enough ago that I think it's okay to laugh. What do you want, you <laughs> ice gremlin? <laughs> he took my entire ice tray. <laughs> She's yelling at our father and calling him an ice gremlin? <laughs> Get out of my freezer. <laughs> he, he sassed you. Children. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was gross. I feel like it happened long ago that it's okay. I'm not laughing. It's like morbid laughter, I'm just you know? Horrified. It's like a morbid, horrified laughter, you know? It's I, I laugh things. when um, I just am in utter bafflement, I guess. So. She finally fell beneath the stage where a carpenter covered her in a sea cloth from the set design. Uh -huh. As the curtains dropped, the screams of the other dancers backstage became more audible. Uh, initially, the manager tried to calm the crowd, but when the magnitude of the situation became clear, he told them that the show would not continue and evacuated the building. I feel like that should have been what they did first. <laughs> Was like been like sorry guys we got a technical difficulty. Mm -hmm. Well, meanwhile, a horrific and chaotic Jeez. scene continued in the dressing room Duh. part of the theater. Uh, Zelia, also called Cecilia, was one of four English-born sisters, all ballerinas. Aww. On September eighteenth, eighteen sixty-one, an issue of the National Republican reported that as the Gale sisters readied themselves for. Act two. Like act two. Sorry. What? I don't like where this is going. Where did themselves for act two? Zelia, age 18, reached down to adjust her costume near a gas tube. The oh gauzy God. material ignited, and within seconds, the flames also reached her underclothes and leggings. When her sisters came to the rescue, their dresses also caught fire, terribly burning <sighs> their upper bodies. In the panic, the dancers, flaming and not, either ran screaming throughout the theater, swatted at the fire where they stood, or leapt from the window onto Sanson Street. Clara Clifton, whose clothing didn't catch fire, jumped from the window and fortunately survived uninjured. Hannah Gale, 20, already severely burned, landed on the street below on her back. Anna Nicholas jumped from a platform to the stage and shattered a plate of glass and a lot of <gasps> and a lot of other mirrors that were used in the production. Oh no. The National Republican had little hope for her at the time that article was printed. Um, and the 10 uh, the injured dancers, sorry. The injured dancers were initially taken to Greer's Tavern, nearby homes or a hotel where they were treated with brandy by druggists and doctors as they continued to scream in agony. Finally, the ballerinas made it to to Pensy. The confirmed dead from the tragedy were the four Gale sisters, mm -hmm. Mary Herman, Phoebe, 
Annie Phillips, and Anna McBright at Ivanya Hospital. There's a lot of other stories about Mallorina's tutus catching on fire and causing chaos and tragedy, but um, I felt like we didn't need to continue on that path. No. That was awful. That's not even the most famous story about this. Oh, my God. There's one way more famous. <sighs> Jeez. Yeah. I but that was getting me down. So I switched yeah. topics again. Oh, goody. Um, this Just one is way less sad. Are you sure? Because, like, the first two were pretty sad. This is going to be a short episode, fellas. Fellas. <laughs> How many? Maria, do 20 minutes. Let's go. And I already have to cut so much of this out. No. All right. So, um, because last, uh, because that was uh, really short. Lastly, I have for you a real haunted place here in Kansas City. Yay! Yay! Haunted Kansas City. Uh, we will be talking about the Folly Theater. I think I, I think I've heard of that. Caitlin, mm-hmm. uh, Caitlin works there. I'll cut that out. Oh, they don't need it. Anyway. Um, so the Folly Theater, originally known as the Standard Theater, opened with 2,400 seats on September 23rd, 1900. Oh, yeah. No, I've definitely. Mm-hmm. Featuring burlesque and vaudeville. It was built by Colonel Edward Butler of St. Louis, Missouri. It cost 200, sorry, $250,000 at the time. And it was a present for his son oh. to present shows on. On the Empire Vaudeville circuit. Oh. He's like, I'm going to buy you a theater kit because you apparently like vaudeville. <laughs> That's supporting your kids' However, dreams right there. Only a year later, in 1901, a fire at the nearby Coates Opera House caused opera and comedic opera performances to be moved to the standard. Oh, really? Because, uh, yes, the nearby opera house burnt down. And then they were like, well, here's this theater. Why not? And so the year after that, the theater's name changed from the Standard Theater to the Century Theater in 1902. The theater featured acts from the Empire Burlesque Circuit, like Al Jolson, Fanny Bryce, like the Fanny Bryce, the one that mm-hmm. Funny Girl is based on. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Foy. Additionally, there was also prized fighting and wrestling matches that were held there. Really? Yeah. Uh, with appearances by Jack Johnson and Jack Dempsey. And when I heard the la- last name Jack Dempsey, I was uh, intrigued. Jack, Because De- Jack Dempsey's real name was William. And I wanted to know if maybe he was related to Patrick Dempsey. And interestingly enough, or maybe like his grandfather or something. Interestingly enough, when I went on Patrick Dempsey's Wikipedia page, because you know that's super accurate. Yes, um, of course. It said his father's name was William. Huh. So maybe. Maybe. But I digress. This is not about him. Oh, I see. It's right next to the Marriott. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm on Street View. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> so, um, at the time of the opening, mm-hmm. Joe Donegan, or Donegan? Yeah. Joe Donegan was the manager from the opening in 1900 all the way until 1922. And he really loved his job. He was actually responsible for bringing in many of the really famous acts that grace the stage, like Fanny Bryce and Jack Dempsey. Like, he was like, I'm going to bring in these really famous actors. It's, he loved his job. In 1921, however, mm-hmm. disaster happened when the wooden balcony burned, closing the Century Theater and putting it on, real, on the real estate market. 
1923, the Schubert brothers bought the century and renamed it Schubert's Missouri. And they constructed a new concrete-supported balcony. Hey. hey! And after extensively renovating the theater, they booked dramatic productions including Shakespeare and O'Neill plays. The Marx Brothers actually performed I'll Say She Is for three weeks in wow. 1923 and, 19, and 1924. Yeah, they stayed for three weeks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that actually kept the Schubert's running the theater because they uh -huh. were like, oh, this is successful. So they ran it for a long time. But then in 1928, business began falling off and the theater uh, then was used for touring shows on an intermittent basis yeah. until it finally closed in 1932. However, after a tax sale, it eventually reopened in 1941 as the Poly, featuring striptease. <laughs> hey. That's fancy. Fun. That's fancy stuff. I've seen burlesque. It's great. Great movie. <laughs> okay. It's a good movie. I saw part of it. It's a good entertaining time. I saw part of it. I can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then I, in I 1974, the theater's owners at the time mm -hmm. announced that if a new buyer could not be found by the end of the year, the theater would be demolished to make way for a parking lot. The theater Gross. was listed at a price of... $950,000. But thankfully, a group of local historic preservation activists formed a nonprofit. They called it the Performing Arts Foundation to raise money to purchase and restore the theater. Isn't that still something that's going on today? Sure is. The Performing Arts Foundation ended up raising over... Um, $350,000 in contributions and then through some negotiation uh, convinced uh, Anabar Associates to offer the remaining $600,000 of, of the course. purchase as a donation. <laughs> they got them to donate $600,000. Well, These must be very convincing people. I I mean some it's people. It's a big tax write-off. <laughs> I mean I, I come from or in my I at my university. No, I'm, I'm saying I come from a university. No, I I went to a university where one family no where one family uh, had donated all of the money for our concert hall, and it and they got to name it. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. I I worked there. It was it was fancy, and yeah. they had like the biggest organ I've ever seen. Yeah, it's giant. It's, it's insane what people <laughs> donate. I, I love that people donate to the arts and donate huge amounts to the arts because boy knows that we need it. But like, whew, I, I can't know. fathom need, that much to money. Bring back patronage. You know, people just paying people to mm -hmm. perform. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that same year, the Follies listed uh, the Folly. So that same year in mm -hmm. 1974, the Folly actually was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Yeah. Unlike the Epperson House, which I'm still salty about. You're salty about a lot of things. I'm very upset about the Epperson House. Very. <laughs> okay. Um, in 1981, after seven years of a full renovation, it was finally complete and reopened. Yay! Yay! Now on to the hauntings. Ooh. So there are two spirits that are said to haunt this theater. And I'm very sorry. It is not as much information as I would have liked to find. Every theater has to have a ghost. It's true. We'll get, on, get into that because I thought we could discuss that too. So 
The theater has been given the nickname The Pink Lady over the years, and I have no idea where that came from. Just, I tried looking it up, and I could not. I don't know. When you say that, it, it automatically reminds me of the Green Lady Lounge, which is also... Maybe that's why it's near the same. It's honestly nearby. I could be wrong. I could be making myself. Lounge is on Grand Boulevard. Mm, We should drive it on my old commute. They're both downtown. (laughs) They're both in thereabouts. We don't need them finding us. Stop triangulating our position. (laughs) We're in a bunker. You can't find us. We're in a basement. You can't find us. Don't tell them we're in a basement. We're in a bunker. (laughs) We're in a fortress. We're in a fortress. So there are two spirits said to haunt the theater, like I said, and (gasps) it's called the Pink Lady, and I have no idea why. However, the first ghost is thought to be, uh, sorry, the first ghost uh, is thought to be none other than its former manager, Joe Donegan. When the theater went Hmm. uh, underwent renovations in the 1970s, uh, witnesses began to notice an apparition, and believed it to be the long deceased manager. Also, a former custodian reported seeing a mysterious male figure in a bowler hat, which also was believed to be Joe Donegan. I see. Mm-hmm. The other apparition that people have seen is a woman's apparition that has been spotted wearing a long gown running towards the stage. Perhaps it was an actress running onto stage late for her cue. Ooh. And that's it. That's all she wrote. <laughs> I looked it up on so many websites, Ashlyn. And they all just said the same thing. And I was like, where are these true people accounts? Where are they? We got to go talk to someone who, who knows about like <sighs> talking to ghosts and, and go consult yes, the sources. We'll go do a paranormal investigation at the, at the Folly Do Theater. not call it ghost hunting. I said a paranormal investigation. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you being so rude? Uh, anyhow. <laughs> Mainly because we had to talk about Zach back no, and slash. It's an investigation. <laughs> Not ghost hunting because that is rude. And yeah, it's <laughs> no ghost hunting does seem pretty rude though. Doesn't like, honestly, it? like <laughs> you're just trying to like live your afterlife, and some guy comes in here, talk to us, <laughs> say something, take over my body. Oof. Yeah, it doesn't sound good to me. Possess me. Possess me. Give me your power. Oh, guys, these guys I, come in here all the time and they ask me to possess them, and it's just weird. Like I don't like, know you like really that. That's really personal. Yeah, I don't know you <laughs> like that. But yeah, so like, you know, every theater has its own ghost, you know, they have to. In high school, ours was called Antoine. No idea why. (laughs) There was no backstory to it. You know, a lot of theaters have at least a little backstory to it. We had nothing. Did you? We just called him Antoine. But I did. I had this moment in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, any dark place, especially a large room that's super dark, is going to be creepy. Mm -hmm. And so I was heading to the green room one day to put something away before school. And I was walking across the stage or like by the stage <laughs> and I went to the green room and I set my stuff down and I had to start heading out and I started hearing footsteps on the stage Oof. in the dark. And I was like, Antoine. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was my choir teacher. <laughs> I almost, I literally <laughs> said, I literally said Antoine. <laughs> and she goes, No. no. <laughs> Did you did you know about the uh, cardboard cutout standees? Yes, yes, that I the did. yeah, the tech team yes, named they Bob put it everywhere. Smiling Bob, yes, yeah, smiling Bob, smiling Bob, and they put him everywhere <laughs> to try and freak people out. Yes, to try to freak. It worked. You open the bathroom door and there's smiling Bob. <laughs> One night during Fiddler on the Roof, however, this is a complete just separate. 
<laughs> this is a different podcast now, guys. <laughs> During one night when I was uh, in Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. Um, it wasn't a scene I was in. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to say her first name because you're not going to know who, like, yeah. the general public won't know who she is. Okay. Um, Diane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She she was doing her part as Yenta, and she looks. She's supposed to look up, like to the horizon, but she always pinpointed it onto the tech booth, because uh, Yenta says like this one thing, like, and it's supposed to be a very serious, solemn moment. It's right before they start singing, or right after they sing sing Anatevka, mm-hmm. where they're all like leaving their homes. They're talking about like yeah. how, what a sad town this is, and how they're sad to be living it, uh, like leaving it and stuff. Yeah. And she's she's saying this last line that's supposed to be very solemn and serious, and she looks up, she reaches up, and she points to the tech booth, she looks up, and she's smiling Bob. <laughs> and she was so mad. Oh man. Because she almost laughed so hard. It was very funny to hear about though. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Smiling Bob. He was gone by like my my junior year. Sad. That's actually really sad. I know. Oh no. Did did the theater you worked at have a uh, theater ghost? Did you know its name? Uh no, actually so I think it might have been because it's a concert hall. I don't know if the same paranormal rules apply. Uh, <sighs> but also I think it might have been too new for a ghost. Of course. The thing is so Ashley Ashley you know what year our high school was built? I know. Okay, okay, fair. Ours no. was named Antoine. We made him up. <laughs> I don't know. So the thing is, uh, one of the things we did for uh, our job, my job at uh-huh. that was we would go and like either, you know, change the lights and everything. Or we at one point we had these like hanging sheets. So there could be like mm-hmm. a light show behind an orchestra kind yeah. of thing. It's really cool looking. I think it was actually for their Star Wars uh, fun thing. Yeah, no, it was really cool. And so we had to go and take that stuff down. And the thing is, is not only are you going like on not just above the balcony of course there's like an entire ladder you have to go to get into the utmost roof Mm -hmm. of the building and there was no catwalk really up there uh what it was was basically like concrete sure and then what the lights peeked out of were like just open uh windows but Mm -hmm. like without any glass yeah and so one wrong move which would have been very easy up there like just oh like big open windows oh yeah just like a small one no no you would have fallen through Uh, and like there was no way you'd survive that because that that. was like at least 100 feet like thanks okay maybe not 100 but like yeah probably maybe i don't know how tall splash mountain 50 feet i don't know why do you think i just know the height of splash okay i have no concept of relative sizes but yeah no uh you would have died okay that's all i'm saying high enough that you would have died um one last story i could tell yes um i i i've done some work at a at a local theater starlight theater i'm just gonna say it i've I've done some backstage work um on costumes and stuff just dressing uh at starlight theater and i did a couple shows during their indoor series which people don't really know they have the indoor series is very interesting because it's normally an outdoor theater. It's an di- outdoor right. amphitheater. So what they do is they put a giant scrim down, like a giant, yeah, a giant wall down. But it's not a solid wall. It's like really right. thick, um, like plastic and stuff, you know. But it's it's just like sheets, but really thick ones, and not all actual wall. And so they were doing an indoor series, and it was a very windy day. So, sorry, I didn't explain the indoor series. 
So they, they put the scrim down and they put the audience where normally the backstage would be hmm. on giant uh, risers. It's very oh. interesting. And I like how they've economized the space to do indoor and outdoor shows instead of building cool. an, an entire separate theater or something, you know? Yeah. They utilize what they had. Um, but <laughs> it was very windy one day and there was nobody else in there. There was like a couple lights on, maybe. <laughs> And I had to go, you know, put some costumes away before the show started. And I walk in there and like, first of all, it's like the deafening sounds of just my footsteps, you know, like yes. clip, clap, clip, and like echoing and stuff. But also the wind is like squeezing through these tiny, teeny open spaces. And it sounds like the screaming moans of a thousand disembodied souls. And it is... <laughs> horrifying <laughs> and you know what it is you know it's just the wind but you're walking through it and it's just picking up and ebbing out and then picking up and ebbing out and it's horrifying and you're just like put the costume away run because <laughs> it's the worst sound i've ever um, heard in my life now it's horrifying so so does the whole theater ghost thing also apply to like outdoor theaters uh, like a uh, theater in the park type things uh, probably possibly i don't know you've done so much theater in the I park have, i but feel I, like you i've would never know never talked about that <laughs> i never asked <laughs> oh i was just gonna make make up like oh yeah miranda's miranda's seen some stuff she doesn't want to talk about it oh no <laughs> i'm too busy but, being an actress thank you being very serious but also something know. that <laughs> i mean you know more about it than i do uh the scottish play uh yes. superstition yes is always entertaining to me like so what exactly is the uh problem with saying we're not in a theater, Ashton. You can say Macbeth. I don't know if it still some applies. People, some people don't like think it applies all the times, but all the time. But from all the research I've done over it, I didn't want to curse you. Okay. Yeah, all the research I've done over it, it's it's supposed to be in a theater. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. But like, um, you go into theaters often, so I was. I'm not. Do I look like I'm going to a theater right now? No. Okay. Oh so. yeah, COVID's a thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> so so the problem with saying Macbeth in the theater um supposedly basically what the thought of it is is the the role of lady macbeth is mm -hmm. so satanic basically yeah um and her lines she is basically invoking satan in well, yeah. her lines and it's and it's such a powerful role and how she says it and how she asks for it and how she does it and she is so evil that basically the entire show is evil, and if you say it in a show, things are going to start going wrong. Ah. If you say it in a theater. Now, you, what you're supposed to do, there, there's a lot of variations on what you're supposed to do, but what I know you're supposed to do is you're supposed to immediately leave the theater if you say it, and you're not doing the show. You mm -hmm. can only say it if you're doing the show. Uh, you're supposed to immediately leave the theater, go outside, spin mm -hmm. around three times, curse three times, and spit three times. I see. Yes. The three, three, three rule. Yeah. The rule of threes. But that's that's what I know about that. Now, my my comp and reading teacher in high school had a, a very insane story about oh, yeah? about Macbeth um, and in, in, in being in a theater. So her, I guess, fiance at the time was still in school and she was graduating. So she just decided to take some extra classes Yeah, because like she was do. waiting on it. So she like she, do. she was doing a theater class and what she had to do some kind of work on the upcoming production for credit for class. And uh -huh. so she was painting sets. She was painting sets backstage and they were doing Macbeth. And they had actually brought in all these really famous, not famous, but these professional actors from all over the place to actually play the three main roles 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Macbeth, Lady Macbeth, and that other guy. Uh, <laughs> and the actress who was playing Lady Macbeth apparently had played it a lot of different places. Oh, um, yeah. I and so, that. yeah. But the problem came when they were doing a rehearsal. Uh, she was doing her famous scene, you know, her famous scene where mm-hmm. she is evoking Satan and all that. And suddenly this actress apparently went bonkers. She starts clutching at her clothes and screaming and, and swearing and and going absolutely crazy. And she starts stripping off her clothes. Oh, jeez. And she, like, knocks a guy out of the way and runs out of the theater naked. And she runs. So she scales a fence on a nearby field, like a track, uh-huh. where, unfortunately, the, um, like, the... the Sunrise walkers, you know, like the old people who oh, get up no. early are doing a lap no. around the track. And this woman scales the fence. She's still <laughs> squaring and cursing and screaming and and she no. bolts and she jumps on an old lady no. and bites her and like bites a chunk out of her. And then they finally tackle her and get her off That's and they take them all to the hospital and stuff. Crud. But yeah. But this is my uh, my confident reading teacher swears this happened. And then apparently they had to take the woman off the show and she had to go get help. Uh, yeah, I feel like now you she have either, to after it, that point. I don't know if it's actually a true story, but she told it like it was true. And she was not an actress kind of woman, you know? She yeah. wasn't like, I'm a theater kid. She was like, oh, this is some real crap that happened. So I'm inclined to believe her. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. So now that we've uh, bided our time enough, <laughs> I think we have enough in here. Are you sure? To make at least some You kind need of at least one more crazy story or you so, get it? So DJ, I really hope this is kind of what you were looking for. Um, I'm very sorry about I don't know, the maybe disjointed I'll look up, nature about- Maybe I'll look up some dancer conspiracies. Maybe. Or like theater conspiracies. No, don't look up theater conspiracies. That'll just make me sad about how the whole thing's rigged and I have never have a chance or something. Oh, no. <laughs> I would be so sad. Oh. So dancer conspiracies. I yeah. can live with that. Um, yeah, don't know see. if anybody else can. But uh, <laughs> once again, thank you for the suggestion. Uh, I really do love researching theater stuff. I just had a bad week. Also, and, have and we told it got them? away from me. Have we told them about your background in theater? I don't think we've brought it up that much. I went to theater school. Yeah, she Uh, went to conservatory in New York for it. I did. So I'm conservatory trained, the profesh. Um, I mean, you get you get paid to perform sometimes. So sometimes, but nothing like huge. I like to do more, but you know, it's hard when you're chonky and don't dance well. It's that it's hard when you're chonky and don't dance well. Oh, no. I'm sure you could play a lovely mother. That's what everyone says. It's very upsetting, but I look too young. Anywho. So that's been that. Uh, make have sure they you parent the children? Because, like... <laughs> if you have any um, suggestions, comments, concerns about us and our well-being, you can contact <laughs> us at matterthanacaterpillar at gmail.com. Oh, oh. Are we going to tell you them about also, the other thing? Hang on. You can also go to our Instagram page. And um, you can check us out there at Matter Than a Caterpillar. We're also going to have stickers soon. We are going to have stickers soon. I'm very excited. We don't know 
what we're doing with them yet. We don't know if we're selling them. We don't know if we're giving them away. We're working some stuff out. There's things in the works, but we personally will have stickers soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about these, okay? I literally bought Procreate just so I could make these things. Okay. She, she just wanted to draw a bunch of caterpillars and then I tried to surprise her, but she looked in our email. Well, don't use our joint email, <laughs> Ashlyn, that I check more often than you anyway. So but yeah. if you want to vote, um, I don't know if the voting's closed yet, but I can always reopen it or I can always post a new thing. Yeah. Um, if you want to go to Twitter, you could vote on what you want to name him. Currently, Stompy and Grumpy are in the leads. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I love it. Yes. So if you want to <laughs> put your name in, the, in, toss it in the ring or, or vote on one of those, you can honestly, you could probably just comment on any of our pictures of this caterpillar and let us know. But yeah, yeah. you can find that poll and uh, other things about Any this caterpillar and, and learn more about he has a lot of our weirdness and everything. If you follow us on Twitter or slide into our DMs at Matter Than a Cat because Caterpillar wouldn't fit. Yes. And you can also head over to our Facebook page. Oh, um, the Book at, of Faces. Uh, I'll tell you what with a period instead of ellipses because Facebook wouldn't let me. <laughs> or at ITYW Podcast. Yeah. On there. Well, now that we've talked to uh, our, all of our arms and our legs off, just, they're gone. Um, Ashland Machine broke. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave you with this. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your friends. Tell the FBI agent listening through your phone. And... <laughs> And tell that new ballet tutu that no longer has weird chemicals on it that will not cause you to burn in flames that's hanging in your closet. And good night. <laughs> that father just crept down the stairs as quietly as possible to steal all the ice out of my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>